Hi, friends. We hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day weekend, if that's what you were celebrating. And we're here to introduce the second series in season two of Two Monicas and a Microphone. We've got Bridezilla's Honeymoon Horrors, Bridezilla's Part Two, and Monsters in Law, and probably a few surprises up our sleeve as well. So stay tuned and get ready for Nothing Serious Seriously with Two Monicas and a Microphone. I'm your host, Monica. And I'm the other Monica. Get ready to talk about anything and everything from vampires to colorblindness to pet peeves to hot dogs. We've got insights and opinions on just about every topic and we know you do too. So listen in and let's have some fun together. Monica, I'm sure you've had your share of good vacations or bad vacations, frustrating vacations, haven't you? Oh, I've had all sorts of experiences on vacations. Who hasn't? A lot of our friends are married, and one of the highlights of newlywed bliss is the honeymoon. As you dream of your wedding, you might also dream of the perfect place to honeymoon and bask in the glow of your wedded bliss and your partner for life. Just as there are wedding nightmares, there are also honeymoon horrors, and that's where we're going today. The horrors can be so much more complicated than missed flights and overbooked hotels. I'll have to say I don't feel like I had any horrors on my honeymoon personally, unless you count a really bad sinus infection where I had to lock myself in the air conditioning and breathe fake air for a day, and then I was fine. Oh, well, that's not so bad. We do go into sickness. (laughs) But we're going to start out with something pretty innocuous. I call these the comical. Have you ever had a credit card declined at a store or a restaurant? Oh, I have. Oh, for sure. Younger, it was because there was no money in it. And now it's just because of some stupid striping or stripping or magnetic issue. But yes. Right. Times have certainly changed for both of us. I had a turn with being declined at a Trader Joe's. And it turns out the IRS had frozen my bank account. But that's a story for another day. Can you imagine being declined on your honeymoon? If I was in a foreign country and got declined, I couldn't imagine it, honestly. Is that what you're about to tell me happened? Yes. Here's the story of a couple who maxed out in Mexico. And this is courtesy of thenot.com. So the couple writes, we were in Mexico on our honeymoon and went to eat at one of the nicest restaurants in town for our last night. We tried to charge the meal on our credit card, but it was denied. It had been maxed out for wedding expenses. Then the next card was declined and it was sent into fraud mode because they didn't tell the company that they were going to Mexico. They thought it was stolen. And so the restaurant requested that they give the card to them. So they finally ended up using the bank ATM and that finally worked. I mean, I hope they didn't spend every last penny on their wedding. Some people do. Some people do. And as we heard from Bridezilla's, they spend other people's money. That's so true. I do have a funny maxed out story. It's it's not on our honeymoon, but this reminds me of something that happened. We bank with a small bank, and this was probably about 15 years ago when we went to Vegas for the first time, and we were having a lot of fun, and we went to the ATM so we could have some more fun spending money and lighting it on fire, and we could only get out $200 a day. So there you go. That really, really clamped down on the spending. Oh, I bet. But they wouldn't stop you from actually spending your money at a store. It was just the maximum for the ATM, right? Correct. So I, I feel I feel their pain, though, a little bit there with getting shut off when you're trying to have a little bit of fun. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, for it to be their last night and the nicest hotel, I don't even know how you handle that. Like, what if every card had been maxed out? 
What if they had been? That's when you run, right? <laughs> you just run. You run. You get through security as fast as you can. Do you remember Gilligan's Island, Monica? I do. Definitely watched it on Nick at Night. Oh, I loved Gilligan's Island. And you know, they were just going on a three-hour tour. But this couple, they were convinced by their travel agent to take a two-star cruise. Because in the travel agent's opinion, it was just a place to crash because they wanted to see Greece and Turkey. This couple listens to the travel agent. Yeah, I was going to say, this was probably not a good travel agent, it doesn't sound like. I can understand, like, you want to spend your money sightseeing and buying things. And, you know, if you're going to not be on the ship the whole time, yeah, maybe it is just a place to crash. I've definitely stayed at my fair share of shady places. Well, get this. The ship was ultimately held in a port in Turkey for some issue between the Greek and Turkish government. And they wouldn't let the passengers off and they kept their passports. I'm not even shocked when you just told me this between Turkey and Greece. Oh my goodness. So this American couple, when they find out that they can't leave the ship, they're not getting their passports back and they don't know how long they will be there. Mind you, there's no food service and like all the services are cut off basically from them. Did they have indoor plumbing? <laughs> I mean, I know how important that is to you. Yes. I, th I think they did. But ultimately, some of that stuff has to be taken care of, right? Right. They ended up calling their parents, getting a hold of the travel agent, and they came up with a James Bond-like plan. Ooh, tell me. 24 hours past their scheduled departure time, they packed their bags, stormed the lobby, and loudly demanded their passports back. We want our passports. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine doing this. I am so scared of going to jail in a foreign country. I mean, it could happen. That's why I don't go. <laughs> <laughs> Announcing that they would notify the U.S. Embassy if they were refused. Smart. Kind of a good threat. After some tense minutes in hushed Greek conversation, the ship returned the passports and they ran off the ship to a waiting driver who drove them through the night to another airport. <laughs> where they flew to Istanbul, which was their next stop. Oh my goodness, that is scary. That is scary. That is- Guns or anything involved. Yeah, but still, you're having to depend on somebody else to get you to your next stop. And it's not, I mean, it's somebody who's willing to drive you in the middle of the night from a skirmish between two countries. Right, so they later found out that it wasn't just a skirmish between the Greek and Turkish governments. But the thing that kept the ship hostage was $1.5 million in unpaid port taxes. Well, that's not fair to those honeymooners. What do they have to do with that? Yeah, that's awful. Why they needed to keep all the people on the ship. I don't either. The ship owner owed the Turkish government. They don't, but you do know that out in the seas right now, there are sailors who get stuck aboard for the same reason. Merchant sailors working for the owners, and they'll be stuck on those ships for two or three years. Well, I have a friend in the Navy, and he's been deployed quite a few times. He had one story about being on a ship. Now, mind you, this is the U.S. Navy. Right. Yes. U.S. Navy. They, for some reason, there was some sort of like strike and they couldn't get supplies. He told me they were literally eating ketchup packets for food at some point. Whoa. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And this this is a man who doesn't like condiments. 
Yikes. This next one, ooh, I have a little bit of experience with it myself. Have you ever had a vacation where you ended up bringing something home with you you didn't expect? Yes. One time I went camping in the Girl Scouts and I brought home a black snake. Oh, it was hiding on you? It was in my bag. Oh, that would be terrifying. Yeah, it would be. Uh, It happened to my mother. She was unpacking my bag and came out. Oh, my goodness. Animals are one thing, but bugs are a totally different thing. I actually have friends who vacationed in the Dominican Republic for their honeymoon, and they had an issue with bugs. And they're like, it was awful. Was it bed bugs? Yes, it was bed bugs. Oh, Oh, yeah. We we check every time we go for those. And oh, I hope I don't ever have to deal with them. It looks like this next couple that you have on the list booked their honeymoon suite, but it came with a little bit more than just the cash bar. It had fleas. I can't think of anything worse. I mean, I put fleas as worse than bed bugs. Oh, fleas are awful. And they say that they were swarming. Do you know how many fleas there have to be for them to swarm? Now, I have dealt with flea infestations before down at my parents' house. It happened one year. There were just so many fleas. And when you don't get a really cold winter to kill them off, it's like they come back twofold, threefold, a hundredfold. And everyone was having problems with them. I do not care if you lived in the country or in town. And you could see them hopping in the carpet. So I could not imagine paying for that because you can't get any relief. At least at my parents' house, we were able to go to Walmart, get the appropriate things, grab the vacuum. We took care of it pretty quickly once it erupted. But oh, how disgusting. You're definitely not feeling sexy with all those bug bites. Oh, no. And it looks like there's some sand flies. Oh. Sand flies. I had an experience with sand flies once. I had no idea what they were, but I ended up with a whole bunch of little red splotches. Nasty. I have experience with bed bugs and black flies from my first vacation with Paul. We went to Belize, and I remember, you know, we had been on the beach all day and gone swimming and everything, and there we are in bed, and I looked down, and there was this big black bug on his thigh, okay? I had no idea what it was. It turns out our whole bed was infested with bed bugs. (gasps) Didn't realize it until we got back from Belize. And I was like, Paul, I'm still getting these little bites. Oh, we had to take care of it ourselves. I was terrified that I'd have to tell the apartment complex and then, you know, they would find me or make me pay for all the removal and everything. In addition to that, we went hiking to this waterfall, which was super fun because we repelled down, but there were also black flies. And I don't know if you know black flies, but they are vicious. We ended up- Yes. Bed bugs. Bed bug bites and black fly bites. Oh, that's awful. I would never associate any of that grossness with Belize as I found it absolutely gorgeous when I went there. But, you know, bugs, they're out in the woods, in the wilderness, in the country, in the jungles. (laughs) I also found a brown recluse. I was like, Paul, there's this spider behind the bed. Can you kill it? And he like kills it and he brings it over. I'm like, oh, that's a brown recluse. He's like, is it? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome to every summer living in Arkansas. Oh, goodness. 
<laughs> I cannot. I love spiders if they're mm-hmm. outside. Oh yeah. If they're outside, I don't touch them. If you're inside, you must die. Well, my sister-in-law would hate that as she hates spiders. She'll probably turn this episode off right now, actually. But I do see that our next topic has to do with in-laws, but not one like my sister-in-law. This is about overbearing in-laws. It is. I mean, some people have great relationships with their in-laws and other people who discussing them, it just makes them groan. I know what I do. So what happens when the in-laws take it a bit too far? Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a honeymoon episode. Why are there in-laws involved? Oh, from personal experience, I'm talking about needing to FaceTime while you're in your honeymoon bed. Wait, what? Every day. You're in your honeymoon bed and your in-law needs to FaceTime you every day to find out what you did that day, how it was, all of that. Actually, I think that's worse than what happened in this next story. Did that happen to you, Monica? Yes, it did. Are you going to share that in here? (laughs) Okay. Every day, naked, in the bed, or just showered, or off the beach, or whatever, uh, my in-law needed to FaceTime my husband. And I was completely, I was like, I don't know. I think it's so inappropriate. Yes. That is a boundary issue. And I am so sorry you had to go through that. Wow. No, I should have realized it was going to happen because, um, yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, I could go on, but I won't. (laughs) Please do not for the sake of the preservation of your family. We will we will end it at that, right? Okay, so I knew that there was a FaceTime problem. I never knew that's when it started. Oh no, it started way before that. But I figured once we said I do, it would stop. <laughs> Some parents just care a lot about their children and can't go a day without talking to them, even if Oh, for sure. Okay, I will I will go ahead and share this with everyone and then we'll discuss if we agree. Alrighty, so for one particular groom, discussing his in-laws invokes an eye roll and a groan. He's got plenty of stories to explain that gut reaction, including his honeymoon tale of horror. So we'll call this man Michael, most likely because he calls himself that. Michael's in-laws sent him a few gifts to the honeymooner suite as a special surprise. He was very thrilled because it was a fruit basket and champagne. But on top of it was his bride, Julie's parents in a framed photo. That's crazy. We're not going to call you every day, but you have to look at us. Also, it wasn't just that it was a framed photo, Monica. No, there's more. It was a voice recorded framed photo with a custom written book that they made called Our Love Journey. That's so sweet. They documented their daughter and her. No, no, their love journey. (laughs) The in-laws love journey. Wow. These people are very self-absorbed and I'm not going to lie. I know some self-absorbed people that I could see doing this. (laughs) I think we all do. It was all about how they fell in love and got married. And of course, Michael and Julie were at the resort to celebrate their own love journey. And Michael says it was just way too much. I can totally understand that. I mean, that sounds like a book that you make for yourself for your 25th anniversary. Monica, this reminds me of a story that is so awful from the Bridezillas that I cut for the monster-in-laws. Okay. (laughs) This mom gets the bride lingerie for the night of the wedding. And it says, 
mommy's little girl on the lingerie. Oh, okay. I just got full body chills. I mean, what's with these people? I do not know. But when I get to that monster in law episode, that is that's probably the icing on the cake. But these stories are crazy. And this one goes right in there with those crazy in-laws who would do that. But I think what's really funny here is something that you noted that you read. Um, I did. So one of the things that happened in my family growing up was my dad would always like pull this prank on my brother and I at Christmas, our favorite gift or the thing we wanted most would just not be there. Oh, of course. That's a tradition that I want to pass down. And this couple, instead of, you know, just being upset about the overbearingness, decided that they're just going to plan the book that they'll put in their daughter's honeymoon suite when she gets married. And I think that's so fantastic. Well, being able to laugh off family issues is definitely something that allows differences to survive. Yeah. And I think that once it gets passed down to their daughter, there will be some humor in it because she'll probably have heard the story before. Just one second. Scarlet, hush or go out. Yes, I think so. She'll be like, oh, mom and dad, you know, they pranked me. (laughs) That's Sienna's new new thing. Ha, pranked you. Cute. Now for a short commercial break. Monica, we both know we're getting older, but we still feel like we're 25. And we've taken different paths throughout the years to keep our skin looking its best. I only have happy memories of my days selling skincare, both in retail and to dermatologists. And I love the education I received from that time. But the best part is I made some amazing friends. Nicole is one of those friends. Her effort into research, development, and creating skincare that makes a difference is unmatched. Okay. So tell me a smart solution that Amethyst has developed. What should I be adding to cart today? This brand checks all of your boxes, Monica. It's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and ocean-friendly. Oh, that is super important to me, especially the clean part. Let's talk about the Daily Nutrition Facial Treatment Oil. It's ultra-nourishing, lightweight, glow-inducing facial oil to immediately nourish your skin with needed hydration and moisture. This oil quenches the skin and immediately creates skin that is remarkably supple and soft. So where should people go to find all the details on Amethyst Skincare? You can find all of it at twomonicaspodcast.com and that's with the number two and find the link for skinbyamethyst.com under support. Go ahead and let Amethyst Skincare and Nicole's work work for you. Well, part of marriage vows contain in sickness and in health. And unfortunately for some people, the sickness starts right away on the honeymoon. Oh, that would be awful. I mean, like I said, I had a sinus infection and it took away a whole day, but I feel like you're about to get into a little bit worse than a sinus infection. Uh, Yeah, because I didn't even realize it was possible to have more than one type of food poisoning at the same time. Ooh, ooh. I like just my whole body hurts for this person. Oh. According to thenot.com, If you think your marriage had a rough start, consider the experience of Rostasha Foy, whose husband came down with three types of food poisoning during their honeymoon in Cancun. 
Ooh, all at once or separate days? Or do we know any of that? She doesn't, she doesn't really elaborate, um, but that was just her comment on the page. <gasps> Ooh. Um, yeah, I'd like, I honestly don't want more details. I don't want more details. Food poisoning is worse, I think, than when you get the stomach bug. I don't know. Well, it's because you're poisoned and you literally feel like you're poisoned and going to die. Oh, wait. Can I have a comment on that one? I noticed that they were in Cancun and Zach and I were in Cancun once. And, you know, they tell you not to drink the water down there. And we weren't. But Zach got sick and had to spend an entire day inside from brushing his teeth. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. So maybe that's one of the things that happened. Poisoned from the water. What is that? Montezuma's revenge? That's it. And, you know, every place has its own bacteria in the water. I know this from sourdough. Yes. You sometimes need to adjust to it, you know? But if you're not going to be there very long, it can certainly ruin your your vacation. Yeah. Oh, Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That was me. It was Zach. (laughs) <laughs> like I was fine. I was on the beach just reading. Basically. Well, as if food poisoning isn't bad enough, uh, this next story is really a lesson in if you have an allergy, like a serious allergy, it pays to ask some questions. I think it would be frightening to have a food allergy. It would. Yeah, especially like ooh, maybe a nut allergy. Yes. I mean, I like to say that I'm allergic to onions and they're disgusting and get them away from me. But really, nothing bad is going to happen except some sour taste in my mouth, like an armpit and my stomach. I might get some heartburn, but nothing like I'm going to have to get a shot or I might die. I know it's definitely a frightening situation to have a food allergy. I know someone who has a food allergy to raw fruit, certain raw fruits. Ooh, that would be awful. Well, nut allergies, we know, are very common. Most common one is peanuts, but there are people who are allergic to just all the nuts. Doesn't matter what nuts. This particular couple is one of them. The new bride woke up at 5 a.m. and noticed her lip felt funny. So she ran to the bathroom and found that she developed some sort of food allergy overnight. Her lip was swollen out an inch. Can you believe that? That's crazy. I've never had my lip that swollen before. Uh, No, me either. I mean, could be good for lip plumping. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) The nice thing is she is a newlywed and her wonderful husband walked a mile at 7.30 in the morning to the nearest Tahitian pharmacy to get an antihistamine. And it wasn't that serious. The lip soon returned to its normal size. But this isn't the story that I was thinking of. The other story is of a woman and her husband vacationing in the tropics and they got a couple's massage. Okay, you're like, okay, big deal. Well, yeah. the massage oil was made of nut oil. <gasps> Ooh, that's awful right? and because scary. Didn't think to ask. I mean, why, why would you? Why would you? I don't know. You're in the- I would not. Yeah. Did she have an EpiPen? She ended up ingesting a bunch of antihistamines and then was taken to the hospital. Jeez. I saw that one on on Reddit. I was like, oh, that's so scary. That's so scary. Because, you know, a swollen lip is one thing. Allergies go, especially the serious ones. Every exposure, the reaction is increased. So obviously, she's had this Mm -hmm. allergy her whole life. She knew about it, but she didn't think that it would be in the massage oil. No, 
Uh, but she asks now. Well, we've gone through sickness and health. We've gone through a little bit of comedy. And now we're getting into something that I would find personally horrific and violating. Ew. I found this one on Reddit. It really has amazing content for this episode. And right. The whole episode. But I wanted to share this particular jaw-dropping story. One child retells the story of his parents' anniversary. Apparently, they went on their honeymoon, and five years later, they went back to rekindle the romance and booked the same room. Well, I mean, these parents seem like maybe they're not my parents, so they requested some raunchy VHS tapes to get them in the mood, and they popped one in. What do you think happened? I'm not really sure, because you've made it say the x-rated second honeymoon so i'm gonna guess there's something that was a little bit more raunchy than they anticipated right so hopefully it wasn't a snuff film oh my god dear lord (laughs) well you listen to a lot of true crime so I'm, i'm just guessing i'm just guessing what they noticed wasn't the content of the film it was more the surroundings and they felt it was really familiar they even realized that it was the very room they were in albeit a little bit older decorated. Okay, so were they using that room as a porn studio and or something? It didn't take them long to realize that the people banging away on the bed were actually themselves. And the whole video was filmed by a hidden camera. What? <laughs> what? Holy smokes. Holy violation, Batman. That's what I thought. Like, at least if you're going to film me, you got to pay me. Just kidding. Oh my goodness. Yes. That, I can't even. The coincidence, if we can call it that, that they would be given their own video. Ah! And how many other people have seen this thing? Oh, right. That's what I was just about to say. How many other people have watched that? Ew. I don't know. I feel like there's more to the story, especially when I read this last little part when you tell me it takes place in the 70s. Oh, I believe it. No, I think there's more to how they got on that video because they they go back and request raunchy tapes. Yeah. So I wonder, they probably watched other people. They didn't know. Oh, mm. and this is why, this is why, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> you can insert anything you want to in that blank space. Yeah. More than this next one, which is a little bit sad, but also the dude sounds like he would have been a jerk of a husband. Uh-oh. Well, that sounds awful already. I, I feel like he doesn't survive. It's supposed to be until death do we part, but this one parted <laughs> after the honeymoon. So this man named Ed courted his soon-to-be bride, Barbara. Flowers, love letters, I mean, all, everything. It was true courtship because this happened just after the Second World War. Eventually, he pops the question. And after the happy engagement, um, Ed stops offering efforts to celebrate, to protect her, to lavish her with gifts, basically stops courting her mm-hmm. because he didn't have to, as he Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the day of their wedding, she's all dressed, ready to walk down the aisle, and she brings it up to him. And he says, because I don't have to. I have heard men be this way. I don't know what to tell you. They think that after they don't have to do those things anymore because you're in love with them. So they don't have to do those things now. Well, Ed Shirt underestimates, who is apparently still a no-nonsense firecracker, and she's over 85. So decked out in her gown and minutes away from vows, she basically tells him how it's going to be. To save his reputation, she'd marry him and go on the honeymoon. But they'd sleep in different rooms and get the marriage annulled three months later. 
Okay, so Ed didn't die. Dang it, I kept thinking someone's going to die in this episode. <laughs> That's for True Crime November. I know, but I thought you were going to, you're, yeah, you were going to throw me a, for a loop. As it so happens, as it so happens, Barbara met a handsome desk clerk on her honeymoon, and the two got married a year later. How crazy is that? Well, it was meant to be. Good thing she saved face and went on that honeymoon. Now, Monica, I was going to try to contribute a story, but instead I'm going to contribute a trend. And I think that if I had been on some of these honeymoons, maybe I'd want to do this. In 2019, and it was reported by the New York Times, but it's under a paywall, so I don't have the whole thing. But I did see it referenced several places that there was a new trend. And I am hoping that it kind of got squelched when all of travel got squelched. It's called a unimoon or a solo moon. And so basically, instead of going on a honeymoon, you take separate private vacations because you're just so tired of being around each other. Isn't that what a girl's trip is? Right. And this is in place of a honeymoon. So you say your vows and then the next day you go do that. I am not talking a year down the road, six months down the road. I'm talking in lieu of a honeymoon. That's awful. I think that is awful. I'm sorry. But if, yeah, I know. I was like, oh, I wish I knew the divorce rate on those. I cannot imagine that people uh, made it very long. In fact, I would like to read to you what someone did say. Now, this was on purewow.com. How appropriate. So they stole all of their stuff from the Times article. They paid for it apparently. But <laughs> this is what uh, one of the brides had to say. One of these solo moon brides had to say, neither of us wanted to be where the other one was. Irene O'Brien, who lives in Dublin, told the Times about her uni moon where she traveled to Canada. Canada. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. It can be beautiful, but what? What? You're in double. Okay. Iceland, Greenland, Norway. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, Canada. All right. Okay. So while her new husband, Mel McLean, traveled to France. Now that sounds nice. She goes on to say, we each came back to Dublin full of stories, buzzing of our trips and truly excited to see each other again and to share the memories. O'Brien recalled, it was the perfect, imperfect honeymoon. Isn't the point to bond together? Been together for like 20 years already? I don't know. I don't know. And actually, that's it's really interesting that you brought that up because, and I'm just going to read straight from this article from Pure Wow, and we will have it in the resources. Helen Fisher, a research fellow at the Kinsey Institute who studies relationships, told the Times she thinks it's a big mistake, though, because couples miss out on what should be a marked moment in the relationship. And she goes on to say that it's triggering the three most valuable brain systems for a lasting relationship, which are romantic love, feelings of deep attachment, and sex drive. It's a trifecta. And I would have to say that I do feel like that is what happens when you go on a singular vacation, like a honeymoon or an anniversary trip. Those things happen. I would totally agree. I think this is a terrible idea. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. And if you're already so tired of each other that you need a break like that, then probably one bit of advice, don't be a total psycho bridezilla about your wedding. And then maybe you won't feel that way about each other or, or two, don't get married. Yeah. Or skip the wedding altogether and do two honeymoons. Oh yeah. That would also be cool. So 
Like go to each person's dreamed about destination and just make the memories together. Yeah. Maybe you could go to Canada. I know. It's just funny. You get to take this whole separate dream vacation. I did not anticipate it saying Canada. I I totally agree. Although Canada is where Zach and I had our first date. In Windsor? No, in uh, Toronto. Well, that's a story for another time. Researching these comical and terrible honeymoon stories made me reflect on my perfect honeymoon because it was perfection. Obviously no kids, it was all sun. This episode is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to bad honeymoon stories. So keep listening for our true crime month to find out just how horrible a honeymoon can be when you don't return from it. I was was so excited, I wanna start planning it now. We can plan anything we want just at any time that we want. Uh, It's just our poor friends and listeners will have nothing to listen to. (sighs) Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Children and their unreasonable requests. Yes. Oh. Monica, today's episode was super fun to research. It was also a little bit traumatic thinking about these people trying to enjoy their wedded bliss and going through some of the things that they went to. Definitely. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Definitely. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and write a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you really like the episode, share it with two friends. Just go ahead and click that share button. And until next time, have a great day. Friends, I had so much fun producing this piece, and in particular, it was the music because, you know, the tropics, beach themes, all of that really brought back my memories of my really wonderful honeymoon with my husband. Here are the credits for the music used in this episode Caribbean Dream by Frank Schroeder, Sweet Summer Pop by Chilled Music, Waves from the Mediterranean by Musical Files, Street Party by Kevin McLeod, Mediterranean by Music. Musical Files, Run Amok by Kevin McLeod, Mystery Nights by Jilled Music, Too Sexy by Sasha Ende, and Sad Swan by Horst Hoffman. We really do hope you enjoyed this episode. Other sound effects provided by Mixkit.co and Zapsplat.com. 